The Alex B. Podcast. Good morning or good afternoon or good ever or whatever time you're listening to this. It is Tuesday. No, it's not Tuesday, you dumbass. It's Monday, September 28th, and it's almost October. Almost time for Halloween. So I'm going to start off by saying, like, who can cancel, like, Halloween trick-or-treating? When I read this, whatever, they say, well, trick-or-treating is, trick-or-treating is allowed. Like, can, can they really stop you from, like, let's just say... Neighbors want to go door to door, say hi to each other, and exchange candy. Like, can 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 local law enforcement stop that? I I just trip out when I see that. I mean, I don't have any kids, but I do enjoy trick or treating in our neighborhood because there there's a lot of kids. There's a lot of cool costumes. The parents go with them. The parents all stop in the driveways and talk to each other, and it's a really cool thing. And I don't think anybody's gonna stop me from doing that. So fuck that. I just I don't understand how they can say, well, trick or treating. You know, here are the hours. So here are the hours you can go and interact with your neighbors and your friends. What what is this, man? Some third world stuff? I don't I don't get it. Trick or treating will be allowed between these hours. No, man, no. Uh uh-uh. uh. I think if you're in a subdivision, everybody knows each other. They want to interact safely, of course, with the social distancing and all this other nonsense. I don't think anybody can stop you from that. You know, I understand like the whole no soliciting thing, but I just don't know if that if that's a thing. If that if people can do that, because obviously curfews and stuff don't work in Indianapolis. Curfews don't work in, in other things. I just don't. I don't know. I'm against that. And I, I know I don't want to start off like all crazy on, on, on a Monday, but how can they stop you? How can they stop? Well, you know, trick-or-treating still going to go on. Come on now. What are you going to do? Get a ticket? If you're in a Halloween costume and you're, and you're walking through a subdivision on a sidewalk, minding your own business, are the cops going to roll up on you and say, hey, man, you can't be doing that. Shut up. Sometimes I just look at this stuff and I go, I go, man, come on. Don't we have other things to talk about? And that's the thing is when, when somebody sees something on, on, a, on a social media stuff, they'll start talking about it, and it becomes a thing. It becomes a topic. It becomes a hashtag. It's like the stuff with Trump about, like, leaving office or whatever. We expect, like, a peaceful transition. I forgot who said that. Somewhere in there because they he made comments about, you know, not leaving the office. Dude, you're going to leave. Like, if, if you lose the election, you're going to bounce. You're going to get bounced out, okay? You're going to get bounced out like a drunk in a bar. Okay, nobody's going to sit there, you know, it says uh, uh, McConnell says there'll be an orderly transition. Okay, now think about this, and this is no comparison really, but kind of, sort of. If you remember when Saddam Hussein was, uh, was somebody had leaked the video of uh, when he was, when, when he unfortunately was executed or whatever, and he was talking smack the whole time, like he had his, his, he had the good book in his hand and they were leading him up to the gallows and he was just popping off at the amount the entire time. And I don't know what he was saying exactly, but I'm sure he was saying, hey, man, I'm going to get you. You're not going to be able to get away with this and all this other stuff. Okay, he was talking smack all the way up into the time they put that noose around his neck until they popped that trap door. Okay, and guess what? He's going, I mean, I'm not saying it's, I'm not agreeing or disagreeing about what we did in that country, but I'm just saying that there ain't nobody invincible like that. So if you lose the election, bro, you're going to go because there will be people in your administration that have been probably quietly waiting for that day they're gonna bounce you out if you win you know just people stop with that man he's not gonna leave he said he's not gonna leave. come on now that's not that's not reality okay that's just something for people to talk about on the internet that trump is not gonna leave peacefully should he lose the election i think it's gonna be interesting we're gonna have the first presidential debate tomorrow on television it'll be interesting because he appoints the supreme court he's got a supreme court nominee and then the stuff comes out with his taxes that's i'm sure that he wasn't expecting that so I'm sure that's going to be a hot button. Imagine that coming out two days before your debate on national television. 
The only thing better to happen in this debate is for like Kanye West to walk up there, interrupt him like he did Taylor Swift a while back, and say, hey, by the way, I should be running for president too. That's the only thing that would make that presidential debate worth watching. I doubt it's going to happen, but if it was me, if I could write that script, I would. Yes, we do have Miles on the program. Those of you people listening uh, who are listening for the Miles on Monday, we're going to talk about the Colts game. The Colts whipped ass yesterday at Lucas Oil Stadium with a crowd of about 7,500, 7,200 or something. We'll talk about that. Miles is on the program. Speaking of football, um, I know everybody heard about Joe Montana. This lady tries to get in her crib, tries to take his grandchild, and they were able to get the get the child away. I'm sorry. If you were able to get the, the child away from the, the, this crazy lady, you would have to call the corner van if it was me. You wouldn't have been calling like, you wouldn't have said she got loose. Somebody walks in your house and tries to kidnap your grandchild. I mean, I know Joe's football days are over, but surely somebody, if there's more than two people in the house, could have got this lady. You know what I mean? Knock her in the next week and then call the cops and said, hey, come pick her up. But luckily, the grandchild is safe. They were able to arrest the lady. They're gonna... I like it when, it when the headline says she allegedly tried to kidnap Joe Montana's grandchild. She had Joe Montana's grandchild in her hands. I don't think there's anything allegedly about it. This kook somehow got in the house. And I hate when they say allegedly. You got enough people seeing it. Well, you know, allegedly he did this, but we got to find the evidence. What evidence do you need? She's in your house. I'm sure the security cameras have got footage of this lady with, you know, the, the child in her hands trying to walk out of your house. What's the, what's the allege? We allege that she did it. No, man. Uh-uh. Not when it comes to kids. You don't mess around like you don't you just You don't do stuff like that. Okay, because that, that's a harsh reality. While it's going to talk about reality TV, I don't know if anybody watches Big Brother. I happen to watch it. I think there's a lot of similarities to Big Brother in real life. That's why I call it reality TV versus real life. We'll talk about that coming up too to see if that has any parallels because I find the show very interesting. Sometimes it's almost like um, it's almost like watching an online class on something, you know, of like, hmm, this is how things are. It's, I, think it's, I think it's pretty interesting. So we'll talk about Big Brother last night. And it's a spoiler alert. And if you don't watch it, maybe then you can just fast forward to where I play music at the end of the show. It's totally up to you. Uh, I'm not going to be mad either way. I'm not really going to know if you do anyway. And then uh, finally, before we get to uh, music and miles and stuff, Pelosi is saying that she thinks they could reach a deal on a stimulus package that could include another round of payments to most Americans. I think it also include, should include on how to possibly, possibly um, get away with uh, cheating the IRS in, in, in taxes. I think that should be part of it too. So hopefully it is. And we'll talk. Miles is up next. Miles Monday. We're talking football and stuff next on the podcast.
Remember, you can listen to and share the Alex B. Podcast, whether it's on Apple Podcast, iTunes, Spotify, and Google, or simply go to thealexb.com. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, it's a it's a Miles Monday. I, I don't have a theme song, bro. I, I don't have a theme song. I got nothing. I'm not going to sing. I'm not going to. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. It is another Miles Monday. Thank God. Thank God. Because, dude, I can't sing. We know that. Who are we trying to fool? We're not trying to fool nobody. Okay. Before we talk about Colts, I like throwing these random questions at you that we don't talk about ahead of time because I like to see your reaction. Because oh, you're a pretty smart dude and you pick up quick. Okay. okay. I, All right. I, I want your opinion. Again, this is not. And I always tell people who may be listening to the podcast, this is not a right or wrong or opinion. This is just opinion in general. If you had the chance, you, Miles Berry, Brother B, if you had the chance to pay no federal income taxes whatsoever in 10 out of 15 years, would you do it? Yes. Okay. If you had... Wait, hold on. Let me, let me, hold on. Let me, let me, let me clarify that. Am I doing it legally? Um, no, but you're going to be running for the president of the United States in the future. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's illegal, if it's illegal, no, I'm not going to do it. Um, this is, this is a publicly aired podcast. Yep. The president just paid $750 in federal income taxes in both the year he won the presidency and his first year in the White House. Your quick thoughts, a quick nutshell before we get to Colts. Is that, is that wrong? Well, I, I mean, you're talking about the first two years he was in the White House, right? So he donated all of those um, earnings both years to charity. So I, I don't think I really have an opinion either way on what kind of taxes he paid on it. I mean, he's not pocketing the money. Um, now, I'm not extremely intelligent when it comes to like tax laws and things of that nature. So, you know, I, I always try to live uh, between the lines and, um, you know, keep things legal and keep things right. And so, um, you know, my personal opinion is that, you know, he donated to charity. So who cares what kind of taxes he pays on a taxation theft anyway. Right. Right. Uh, the, the, the second point of that is, is if he did it within legal bounds and I have absolutely no problem with it. But of all those years before presidents, 10 out of 15 years, Never had to pay tax. Never pay taxes. You and I. I know I pay I taxes. Mean, I know you do. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Taxes. Uh, you know. I, I. I don't know how he's been able to do that. You know, and stay stay within keeping legal, keeping out of jail, keeping out of tax evasion. So, um, I mean, at the end of the day, the guy's. You know, whether people want to admit it or not, he's 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 actually very intelligent. Yeah. And especially when it comes to money. So if he's found some kind of a loophole, then he's found some kind of a loophole. Haters are going to hate, right? I mean, it's only cheating if the flag gets thrown. Yeah. He should know. He, he, I tell you one thing, he would give H&R Block a run for their money, dude. Could you imagine Trump's tax returns? <laughs> Could you imagine, hey, man, go to Trump Taxes now. Call 1-800, you know, cheat IRS. I mean, it, it could be huge. I don't know. I just thought about that because I, I have mean, a tax payment. Legally, does it change the game? What's that? I said, if he did it legally, does it change the game? Like, is, is this is this the beginning of, of change? Are we going to see changes in laws? If I mean, that's where my curiosity is. I could give a care less about Donald Trump and how he paid or didn't pay his taxes. But tax you're right. You're right. It's almost like... Between him and the government. You're right. But if you're right, it's almost right that if he found a way to do this, where does the fault lie? Does the fault lie and he was able to get away with exactly. it? Or does the fault lie in our system not being able to catch it? Because God forbid, I miss my $275 a month IRS payment. They're threatening to lock my shit up. This dude... Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, ordinary guys like you and I, you know, back when you were doing band stuff, you know, you get the I-9s and you forget about, ta- you know... We're on a yep. hook, so if he found a way to do that, man, hats off, bro. Hats off. That's all I got to say. 
Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. I mean, hats off, man. Do your this, do your thing, man. I mean, I, I don't think that changes anything on how the person runs a cup. But you know, everybody's everybody's going to want something to think. It's like everybody's going to make a big deal of this. They made a big deal of Pelosi going to hair salon. It's ridiculous because that bores me. But a score of thirty six seven yesterday at Lucas Oil Lucas Oil Stadium with with an increased crowd of up to seventy five hundred. The final score thirty six to seven. Was that was that? A, did you expect that? Yeah, I mean, we talked about this last week. The Jets are probably the worst team in the NFL. I mean, the the 49ers demolished them with like a third of their starters, including some of the biggest ones on the roster, uh, sitting on the bench with injuries. Um, you know, so I, you know, I believe I I said 31-17. It ended up being 36-7. You're pretty close. Um, you know, I, yeah, pretty close. What I did not anticipate was how extremely well the defense is playing and again this is an odd sample because it is the jets right it's not like you're playing the chiefs here and and doing you know having two defensive touchdowns and a safety um three interceptions total it's it's not it's not the chiefs right so you know there's a little asterisk here but the defense looked pretty good last week they've looked they looked like world beaters this week um, and actually, you know, and obviously I haven't taken a look at the stats, uh, you know, and we still have a game Monday night game tonight. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is coming into week two, the Colts were uh, the number one ranked defense in the NFL, uh, which defensive ranking is based on yards allowed. So they'd only allowed about 417 yards. Uh, Jack, uh, Jacksonville, ha. Um, the Jets actually did amount of a, a pretty decent amount of yards. I think they had, you know, around 200 at halftime, but I think we held them somewhere between 80 and 100 in the second half. So less than 300 yards a game again. Um, you know, I have to imagine that, uh, you know, when all the, the rankings come out tomorrow morning after the Monday night football game, that the Colts are still going to have the number one defense in the NFL. And that is words I never thought that I would uh, I would utter. It's been, it's been years since we've heard that, right? I mean, it's been a minute. We've never heard that. Okay. A number one defense <laughs> for the Colts? No. Okay. No, no. Like, we celebrate when we get in the top 20 in defense in Indianapolis, man. All we do is pass the ball. Right, right. Well, I mean, did, did anything that stood out? I mean, really, when you talk about such a landslide score in that, is there anything that really stood out? I mean, because it was pretty much nothing close. I mean, did the, the Jets even stand a chance? Uh, you know, I, I mean, there's a lot of people saying they're they're tanking for Trevor Lawrence, which is probably true. I mean, even with Sam Darnold in there, Sam Darnold had one play that he made where he avoided, you know, three, I think it was three sacks, and then running to his right, he threw downfield for a touchdown, their only touchdown. Um, ironically, first time the Jets have even scored in the first half this year, uh, a touchdown. They'd only scored six points in the two previous weeks before that total. Um, but, but I mean, if, if you have the chance to get Trevor Lawrence, uh, you, you've got to take it. So, you know, uh, the Jets are kind of leading the pack there, um, you know, based on what we've seen the last two weeks with them. They may not win a game, uh, to be honest with you. But the bright spots, the, you know, like the offense looks good. Uh, again, you know, it's good to see T.Y. making some catches. Looks like his grandma lit a little bit of a fire under his ass, which is great to see. Um, <laughs> I, re- you know, I, heard, running- I read about that. Yeah, right, right. The running game, uh, you know, around 119 yards, I think it was when it was all said and done with, uh, you know, spread spread across. Jonathan Taylor led with 59 yards, uh, but it looked solid. But, man, where where the, the amazing part of the day was is it was truly the defense. Um, you know, they were they were breaking down the pocket all day. They were getting pressure. Uh, on 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 Sam Darnold, they were, uh, you know, obviously three interceptions, 
uh, very few, if any, defensive penalties. I think there might have been one defensive penalty, but I can't remember off the top of my head. So the defense played a perfect game. Honestly, we played a perfect game on both sides of the ball, all three sides of the ball. The only uh, um, the only mar on the day was uh, the misfilled goal by uh, Rodrigo Blankenship. Uh, you know, dinged it off the upright, which he had dinged the extra point attempt previous off, but it happened to bounce in. So, uh, but it looks like he zeroed in for the rest of the game. And uh, you know, he's a rookie kicker. He's going to have those kind of moments. Yeah. So next week we travel to Chicago to take on the Bears. How did the Bears do today, and how do you think the Colts are going to do traveling to Chicago this week, this Sunday, with a game time of uh, one o'clock? Uh, they play the Bears. What, what are they looking? What do you What are you thinking there? Well, it's going to be an interesting week in Chicago because midway through the game, I mean, the Bears were were losing fairly handily to the Falcons, um, and they benched. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky, which was their their big draft pick from a couple of years ago, and the, you know patience has been really low on him in Chicago, and it was actually kind of surprised when they brought Nick Foles in that Trubisky won the starting position, but they benched him midway through the game. Uh, now Foles threw a, a, a questionable interception. I say questionable because it was originally called a touchdown and was ruled back as an interception, um, and, and that's that's a whole different rabbit hole we can go down. But, uh, you know, he ended up bringing the Bears back to win that game. Um, you know, I, I, I don't have the final in front of me, but, I mean, it was, it was more than 14 points. It was more than two scores. Um, so, you know, the, the big question this week is, okay, so is Foles now the starter in Chicago? I think the final um, score is 30-26. 30-26 yesterday. 30-26, yes, yeah. Absolutely. And I, I know they were down 26-10 at one point. Um, you know, so – is Foles the starter? Was this, uh, you know, light a fire under Trubitsky's ass and, you know, hey, kid, I'm not afraid to pull you. It's still your job, but it's not your job to lose. Um, you know, I don't, I don't really know what we're going to see from Chicago. And if, if I'm Matt Nady, the coach of the Chicago Bears, I'm not going to let anybody know until as late in the week as possible to give the Colts the least amount of time to prepare. Um, you know, you're at home. Uh, you have what little home field advantage there is when there's 7,500 fans in the stands. Um, but it's outdoor, you know, man. So, Soldier Field's Soldier Field's a big place, though. Could you imagine a big cat, yeah. big cannabis, just stadium with you know six, seven thousand people? Woof, man. I mean, you looked at the stadium today. I mean, the Colts hold around seventy thousand, right? So it was roughly just a little over ten percent, maybe eleven percent at seventy five hundred. Uh, it didn't look like that, man. It looked barren. Yeah. Um, you know, w when they'd go through the whole stadium shots, it, it looked like the stadium like hours before or, uh, you know, an hour or so after the game, it was just sparse. Uh, so 7,500 in Soldier Field would, would probably look even worse. Um, but they're still going at home. So he's got the advantage of, of hiding from Frank Reich for as long as he can uh, who his starting quarterback is because, you know, there, there's no question uh, that it, it could go either way. Um, if I'm Matt Nagy, I'm probably starting Nick Foles. Um, but you know, I think there's, they're trying to figure out, you know, if, if, if there's any possible future for Mitchell Trubisky before they close the book on him, it's really hard to close the book on a, a first round draft pick that's, that's picked that high. That's a quarterback, uh, in this league. Um, you know, and there's always the fear he goes somewhere else and, and becomes a world beater. Uh, I don't think that's the case with Mitchell Trubisky, but, you know, Chicago management has to make sure whatever they do is, is the right thing. If they bench him this year, I mean, that's it. It's Nick Foles' team from, from there on out, and they're closing the book on Mitchell Trubisky unless Foles gets hurt. Huh. 
Very interesting. Your if you had to predict, because you were pretty close, you were pretty close to the last one. If you had to predict the score or the the the, the difference of the score, what are you what are you predicting for the Bears Colts game this Sunday at Soldier Field? I'm going to go ahead and take the Colts because they're they're hot. They're getting better each week. Um, you know, and everybody is in the NFL. We talked about that last week, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with the way the preseason and offseason was. But they've gotten exponentially better from the week one team that lost to Jacksonville to, to this week's uh, New York Jets team. Um, you know, so I'm going to go ahead and take the Colts. And I, I'm going to say it's probably going to be a pretty tough one. We'll, we'll say uh, 24-21. 24-21 is... Brother B, Miles B, prediction um, of the score. And we're going to have other stuff to talk about in future podcasts. Uh, we're going to break it down into the the rewards of loyalty. And we talked about that. We won't, we won't give too much away. <laughs> some things that I've shared, <laughs> some personal things I've shared with some folks. And, okay, so before we drop off this, um, we've established through text messages on Sunday, yesterday, that you don't, you don't, watch, you don't watch any reality television whatsoever. I mean, I watch some. Most of the stuff I watch is like I'm a huge fan of AGT, America's Got Talent. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not as big of a fan of the singing shows anymore because it just what it's about been the same Singer? thing over and over for 25 years. What, what about, about Mass Singer? Singer? I got into it for a little bit. It was kind of cool seeing Oladipo on there too. But, I really uh, thought I again, really I mean, thought he would have. I really thought he would have been getting with the pussycat doll shit by now because there was some flirting going on. <laughs> I, I thought for sure, man, we were going to see Nicole Scherzinger cold side at, at a Pacers game, but it didn't happen. No, no, it didn't. I mean, maybe they're doing their own thing and keeping it, uh, keeping keeping it, it out of the keeping public it eye. You never keep know. Keep it on the DL. All right, thanks again to Miles B for another Miles Monday uh, here on the podcast. Before I start talking about Big Brother, I'm going to play another song on how Big Brother uh, kind of recap last night's episode and how Big Brother maybe has some uh, some parallels to reality in real life. I don't know. And I'm going to play another Linkin Park song only because Meteor is like my favorite Linkin Park CD. And you ever get hooked on a band and you have that one CD that stands out. You want every CD to sound like that. Uh, mine would be Meteora from Lincoln Park. So I'm going to rock some more LP. And then we're going to talk a little bit about Big Brother before I wrap this thing up on a Monday. If that's cool with you, I'm going to go ahead and do that now.
negativity Cause I can't justify the way everyone is looking at me Nothing to gain, hollow and alone And the fault is my own, and the fault is my own I wanna heal, I wanna feel What I thought was never real I wanna let go of the pain I felt so long Erase all the pain till it's gone You're listening to the Alex B. Podcast. Connect with the podcast on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. The username, all one word, the Alex B. Podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. Talking about Big Brother last night. I don't know if anybody watches it on CBS. Um, I find the show interesting for a lot of reasons. First of all, this is talk about the players and some what I think of some of their like game moves. Um, I think this David guy... He's held on, okay? He's, he's kind of a rookie because he was the one that, uh, on his season. He was, like, one of the first ones to get booted. The guy doesn't really win anything. And every time you see him, like, in the diary room or the interview room, he's getting all hype and he's going to do this, he's going to do that. And everything is really has done nothing. You know, all, they did set him up uh, as the fall guy for that little plan uh, that they were doing. I don't know. It's just interesting when you watch the television show because you wonder how many of those parallels, how many of those people are like that in real life, okay? All, all the contestants that you see on there, you know, obviously they're doing a, t- a TV show. You wonder how like they're out there in real life because they'll sit there and they'll, they'll hang out with somebody, they'll talk game with them, and then they'll vote them out or they'll backdoor them. So there's a lot of stuff that happens in real life. You know, is Cody really like that in real life? Is Tyler really like that in real life? Is Christmas really like that in real life? Do I think Danny's like that in real life? Probably because she seems like kind of schemy. But there's a lot, because I, I know people like that. We all know people like that. You're like, would they really do that? Would they really be like... Oh, man, everything's fine. Everything, man, you're going to be good. You're safe. We're not going to vote you out this week. And then, bam, you're up on the block. And then, bam, or you're put up on the block. You're put up as a replacement. They tell you you're going to be a pawn. Everything's going to be fine. You're just a pawn. And then, bam, you're out. I can relate. I think there, I think there's a lot of parallels on Big Brother that happen in real life. So, I look, that's why I love watching the show. Because it's almost like... um. It's almost like an instructional, I guess, on how to function through life and how to, you know, how to relate to people. I think a lot of that stuff could apply. You look at that and say, is Enzo really like that? Does Enzo really say, yo, yo, yo? He probably does, like back home. But you wonder, are those people like that in real life? Would they really do this kind of stuff, you know, to screw somebody over or to, to backdoor them or to, you know, have an alternate plan? Or is it just for the game? 
you know, makes you think. But it's a pretty cool show. I love watching every Sunday when it's on back during the week of the competitions and stuff. Because you always hear about the stuff that happens on the, on the Big Brother live feeds where somebody says something inappropriate, but it never really gets addressed when CBS puts it to, um, you know, puts it on the broadcast or whatever. So it's a very interesting show. So I definitely use it. I think it has a lot of parallels to real life uh, for sure, without a doubt. At least it, I do. You look at some of the things they do and some of the things they say. Yeah, it's kind of like that. So check out Big Brother when it's on CBS. If you like reality television, as far as the singing shows, I think the Masked Singer is kind of cool. You know, it's kind of neat. So sometimes, yes, I watch, you know, I watch Ozark too. I'm a big fan of Ozark. So I like that. I do a little Netflix binge watching as I've done over the last couple months. So a lot of things to uh, check out there. All right, I'm going to stop rambling because right now I'm really talking about anything. But I'm just saying Big Brother, I think, has a lot of parallels to real life. You'll learn that as time goes on, as you have interactions with people, both personal and business. You'll learn. You'll learn. It's cool stuff. All right, so I'm going to get ready to get out of here. Again, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you are listening on Spotify, Apple, or Google, thanks, thanks, thanks much. Uh, don't forget social media. I love to see you on and around there, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. I'll talk to you next time. Have a good week. If uh, you're out there doing your thing, be honest. Take care of one another. Do something kind for somebody else. If you're working, that's even cool. Man, go forward. Do what you got to do. I will talk to you soon, all right? I've never seen a diamond in the flesh. I cut my teeth on wedding rings in the movies. And I'm not proud of my address. In a torn up town, no postcode envy. But every song's like gold teeth, gray goose dripping in the bathroom. Stains, ball gowns, trash in the hotel room We don't care We're driving Cadillacs in our dreams But everybody's like crystal Maybach Diamonds on your timepiece Jet planes, islands, tigers on a gold leash We don't care We aren't caught up in your love affair And we'll never be royals It's a one in our blood That kind of looks just ain't for us We crave a different kind of buzz let me be your ruler. ruler You can call me Queen Bee And baby I'll rule. I'll, rule. I'll rule Let me live that fantasy My friends and I, we've cracked the code We count our dollars on the train To the party and everyone who knows us knows That we're fine with this We didn't come from money But every song's like gold teeth Grey goose dripping in the bathroom Bloodstains, ball gowns, trash in the hotel room We don't care We're driving Cadillacs in our dreams But everybody's like crystal Maybach Diamonds on your timepiece Jet planes, islands, tigers on a gold Care. We aren't caught up in your love affair And we'll never be right